Welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Episode of In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Sorigliano, with special guest Antonio and Nick, owners of Flower City Wraps. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Good. Good, good day. It's a good day. It is a good day. Um, so I wanted to figure out what you guys got going on now in regards to like what, what's going on with the business now. Do you guys got anything new going on? What's up? Um, yeah. I mean, we're trying to move into a lot of different areas in terms of business, graphics, commercial signage. We still do vinyl wrap, you know, cars, things like that. Obviously, we're on social media, Flower City Raps, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. No yeah, Twitter. really. I mean, no Twitter. No as Twitter. many play, yeah, no, no Twitter. Twitter, no Twitter, definitely no Twitter. Twitter, but everywhere else. Are you guys seeing any uh, any people like seeing <clears throat> your shit on social media and being like, okay, I want to get that, and like people coming in from social media, or is it? Are you still building up to that point? It's a lot of word of mouth, you know. Yeah. I mean, in this business, it's really about who you know, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of people in the car scene know, you know, who we are, what we do, right. which really helps us because, you know, we're at the meets, we're at the shows. Yeah. Um, it's the public outreach that really helps us most other than social media. Social media does help here and there because, like, we have really, like, hot posts that, like, people like. You know, like, that Beamer we did, people really like that mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. The Land Rover we just did, the Matt Green one, people really like that. So, like, we got people who reach out from Instagram, but a lot of it, stems from just knowing us in okay. general like we just had someone dm us about a car wrap yesterday want to get their civic wrapped mm-hmm. but i mean the person who knows us just knows us from being in the car scene right so so are you guys getting a lot of your customers from like actually knowing you guys yeah yeah it's like a lot of friends and acquaintances yeah it's all about yeah i mean not you even know, we'll go out we'll meet someone and yeah. then they'll say oh you know i might need this done and then they say oh my buddy you know he wants to get this done mm. and it's really all about making connections that way by okay. far that's the best way to absolutely do it. you now, do a job for someone they like the job their friend sees it i want the same exact thing that's literally how it goes or you do commercial signage which is why it's so big and they're like can you also do this and then this and this so, so you guys do auto auto vinyl wrapping and then also commercial signage and shit like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what when you say commercial signage what is that actually like what is that so commercial signage is basically any type of like vinyl work mm-hmm. that you have on like a wall in your store or a window in your store or a sign out front or business vehicles like the fleet vehicles like yeah. the uh, lawn mowing snow plowing companies you know they got to have their name on there otherwise they're like, not gonna know who who to call who runs the business right, right. So how did how did you guys start getting those? Because I know when you guys started, you were doing just like like your cars, where you're just wrapping people's ind- individual cars. What got you guys like? 
what made you guys get into commercial fleet? Who was our first? I think it was the uh, guys down the road, right? Skyrock, yeah. Yeah, we had guys who actually just opened up recently down the road, <clears throat> and they just drove by and actually stopped in. And we don't have a ton of people stopping in because we're not huge. Yeah. But they stopped in, they talked to us for a while, and they were like, yeah, we want to get our van, like, fully Skyrock. Mm -hmm. We want Skyrock here, here, our logo, our logo. And it just turned out really, really well. And we also did it one time before at a pet store in Brockport mm -hmm. on this lady's window, which they kind of just correlated. And we were like, well, we could do it here. We could do it on a car. Exactly, right, yeah. same thing. So it was literally you just, like, took what you did on the window, and you were like, if we could do it on the window, we could do it on a car yep. kind of thing? Exactly. Because yeah. we could gotcha. print everything from here. Mm -hmm. And if it's, like, multicolored prints, then, I mean, we can't do it, but we always have somewhere to get it from yeah. and install it. So... No matter what it really is, we can do it, whether it's on a window, a wall, a car, pretty much anything. Okay. Uh, when did you guys start up the business? Um, I believe legally we started in July of 2021. Okay. Um, we were, we were kind of messing around with it for a few months before that, just kind of seeing, you know, what the possibilities were in this industry. Yeah. Flower City um, Reps, yeah. That was, yeah. That was, well, I mean... Flower City Rap started not too long ago, maybe last June, mm -hmm. maybe somewhere around there. Okay. But I mean, the whole vinyl wrapping itself goes way further back than that, because mm -hmm. you were doing this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, since uh, just out of high school, uh, I started doing it. I wanted to do it on my car. Mm. Um, didn't know how to do it. No idea. I didn't want to pay someone four or five grand to do it. Right. So, you know, YouTube, practice, learned myself, ended up loving it, and uh Taught him, and he ended up feeling the same way about it. Okay. Got a shop. He got the shop. You got the shop without. I don't know if I told you I would come in with you or not. I think I kind of hinted. No, at I just kind of, I just kind of sent it and got the shop one day, and I was like, "Hey, you want to, you want to do this?" Of an empty shop space with a couch in it, and he was like, "You want to split it?" <laughs> and I was like, "And that was like, before sure. you knew how to rap or anything." I didn't know so, shit. I mean, no, a big move. That's the thing too. Is like I didn't know a damn thing. I didn't know anything. Nothing. at all. And pretty much from him and YouTube, I'm extremely confident. I mean, we've been doing it for a while now, but like extremely confident in rapping anything difficult. Because cars aren't cars are not easy. Cars are not easy. You to could, rap? I could have you. We could hire you, 100% to go do a window install, and you could do it. I have full confidence you could do it. But you wrap a car. There's so many curves, bends, little recessed areas like underneath the car. You see how sometimes they cut in. Like these little vents and shit. Yeah. It's not easy. And they right. don't stay all the time, so it's a learning process. Absolutely, like a motherfucker, yeah. but mm. I mean obviously wrapping, you know, a flat like a hood or a trunk, it's right. a lot easier. Still takes a little practice, but right. it's when you really get around to the curves and the you know, the divots and everything. Um, you learn about inlays and all that. So um, much. Yeah. So it was a learning process for Absolutely. both of you. You were starting yeah. like you started right at high school. Were you starting at high school just like for yourself or were you starting at a high school you did it for yourself and you're like I just want to keep it going so yeah I started originally just to do my car mm. and um, it took me probably took me like three months <laughs> the first time yeah, for one wrap job one wrap okay my you had very it going first through the car winter, though, didn't you? yeah I was doing it in the winter so I wasn't really you know doing it a ton of time yeah but I know I think like the rear bumper itself took me like 12 hours <laughs> really which is now you know it'll take us one hour to do mm. um, but then you know it came out really good a lot of my friends liked it so I started doing a little bit of stuff for them you know I'd wrap a you know my buddy's jeep I wrapped I wrapped um 
that car, that old Supra, just okay. messing around, just making some extra cash. And you really, people like hitting you up. Yeah, there, like yeah. Hoods, roofs, stuff like that. I mean, obviously you weren't doing like stickers or yeah, right. cutouts back Definitely then. Definitely was not doing the quantity we're doing now, but you had you had, you had a lot of jobs. It was it was funny because you would post all the time yeah. on the on your Instagram page that was for your car. Yeah, back the car then. page. Yeah. And it would be like you know hood wrap done, or roof wrap done. Hit me up for roof wraps, hood wraps, and he was getting people coming in and out. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was during COVID, so it was just good, you know, extra cash. Right. I enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, w did you? Was this something that you saw getting to this point, no. or was it more so just like you were doing it, you liked it, and that was kind of it? No way. And then it just happened. Yeah, I never, I really never would have thought we'd be at where we're at right now. Right. Um, so I was working, you know, I went to school, went to college, got my degree, got a job. I was worked in a factory for like, um, <laughs> I was I trying not to say anything about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was working in a factory for like 10 months and it was just, you know, working 80 hour weeks, just night shifts, miserable. Um, he was, a, he was literally a slave. Yeah. Like, just, I was literally like, you know, if I was awake, I was half dead. You know, I didn't really, really that bad. it was terrible. Um, on top of that, imagine juggling a social life, a girlfriend, mm -hmm. your mental health, your physical health. Yeah, no, it, was, it was rough. <laughs> it was, it was impossible. Rough. Yeah. It was rough. So you were, so was it the factory job that kind of made you think, I want to get out of this? Yeah. You know, and I just, that's what made you I, send it with this? Pretty much one day I was like, I can't do this shit anymore. And then I just kind of put my two weeks in. Because um, that's when we had... It's a little bit, it's maybe two months after we got the shop. The uh, original one was a storage unit. Mm. Did the job, nice. though. It was, it was nice. Yeah, it was, it nice. was nice. Did the job. You were doing yeah. it out of a storage unit? Out of a storage yeah. unit, yeah. Well, that was our first. It's not, it's not necessarily legal. Right. Oh, sorry. So we weren't doing a storage yeah, unit. Yeah, it was just a hobby. We had a storage unit and we were there sometimes and maybe we wrapped yeah, sometimes. Yeah, while we were there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I made a connection with a, uh, a paint shop owner. Mm -hmm. when I was getting parts for my car after I hit a pole because I was messing around. Um, <laughs> and um, he called me one day and he was like, hey, you know, I got these two guys. They want to get their, uh, you know, their classic cars wrapped. I was like, oh, really? Like, awesome. You know, I'd only wrapped like three or four cars by then. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I went and I wasn't expecting anything out of it. I went and met with the guys. You know, they saw what I could do that I was still learning and I gave them a really good price. And I think that's the day I went and got that shop, the original one. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was that day? I remember you told me you had the meeting with them. Yeah, because like I remember you, it was you made like I think you made like a PowerPoint or like a presentation yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, made a like presentation he went with full it. Yeah, full yeah, yeah. Hey, I didn't know what to do. Because quite frankly, without those two first jobs, I don't. I don't know, know if we would have started. I really don't know if we would have got started. Had. If we didn't have those first two jobs, I don't know if we'd necessarily be even here, honestly. Because right. those two full wraps, without much experience without you know a bunch of previous customers right mm. it was just these really well these nice guys you know they just were like yeah we'll give you a chance and that kind of sparked it it really did yeah i mean talk, I, I, talk. I don't think i even planned on doing a business out of it even after we got those cars like when they first you know shook my hand and gave me a payment yeah i was like yeah you know i don't just something good on the side and then right. you know after we did the first one it came out so crazy <laughs> You know, he was really learning fast, you know, it yeah, came out so good. People were hitting us up after that, and we were like, well, you know what? We should really just do this. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, did you, for you, was it 
you put your two weeks in before you even knew this was going to go anywhere? Or did you put your two weeks in when you were like, okay, I could see this turning into something? Yeah. Okay, so, so you, you kind of had an idea that there was like a fallback, like this is a safe thing to exactly, get into, yeah. even though you're still opening your own business, so it's yep. never really safe. Exactly. Right. You were working... You were still, you were still, you were still doing Century and yeah. the shop. No, that was that was, was wild. I was at AT and T and the shop, and it was, I mean, it was still fun though. Yeah, because we were, we were there for a few hours of time together. Right. You know, I, I'd be able to teach you some stuff. You it know, give you some stuff to do. It was on definitely your own. hard sometimes because yeah. I mean, he'd have work or yeah, I'd, I'd have be getting work out at three in the morning, then going to the shop, work until five, six, it'd going home, freaking yeah, doing it'd be, it'd be something every day. You know, those two cars, they taught, they pretty much taught me like everything i mean I, I used to bring papa's car to the shop wrap that and mm. then just take all the wrap off just to like practice and i it, think i remember that i'd be seeing like i remember car with some, <laughs> yeah some, black some random shit off. on it yeah because i remember i tried to do a fender like a front fender on papa's car and that front fender <laughs> that probably <laughs> took me that. like Two and a half, three hours. I know. I remember you called me a few times. You're like, "So I'm, I'm at the curve. Oh. Where, what do I? Where the fuck do I go from <laughs> and it's, here?" And it's easy. Like a fender is an easy piece. Oh yeah. Uh, but like back then, that shit was not easy. And I didn't really know much back then when I was wrapping his car. Mm-hmm. But I remember how goddamn happy I was when I did it and it was finished. I took a picture. I sent it over to him, and I was like, "It was literally just a black fender," and I was so yeah. happy with it. And just like it was a little <laughs> shit like that. Like I was just learning. Yeah. Slowly, but at a good pace, and then. So you were going in like doing like doing raps on cars that you weren't even getting paid for, like Papa's car. Or yeah. like so yeah. you were just doing you were practicing nonstop. Yeah, I was like I was like Josh point. Allen, you know. I was just we were wow. practicing. That's or go <laughs> that's there a good comparison. God go damn. there, put some AirPods in and just start rapping. I'd rap my car, I'd rap Papa's car. I think I tried to rap mommy's car. But I don't think she let me. <laughs> Turn him <it> white. <laughs> She wants it red. Yeah, she wanted it red, right? She wants the it red. cherry red. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll see about that. I mean, maybe a present. Do it as a little gift. That's not bad. It's a good gift. That's a great gift. Yeah. But so with with you, what made you leave your job and start <clears throat> this? Because like, for me, doing this, doing anything, right? Right. The biggest jump, the biggest, the scariest thing, is leaving a guaranteed source of income for a possible source of income so where at what point was it like i feel like this could go and take off or was it more like for you was it more like because i know with you you had a little nest egg chilling yeah and there's a lot more factors than just like whether i thought it would take off or not i mean for one since like probably junior i mean since high school we were always we'd always talk business Mm -hmm. we'd always talk business always talk ideas just shit like that because we never really wanted just... I mean, life sucks if you're just working nine to five. Life sucks. Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely does. So there was that that played a major factor. I had a good amount of money saved up because I don't spend my money. I'm very smart with my money. So mm. I had money just in case and they went wrong. And we were getting work. I mean, we had work and it, it kind of sucked sometimes because like he'd be here and he'd be like, I need fucking help. Yeah. Like we have something to do. You can't be here. And it sucks sitting there on the phone trying to get shit done. And he's the only one who can actually work. I couldn't do anything to help. So, like, we had jobs. We had customers. And I was like, I'd probably rather say I tried and I failed than say I played it safe, I kept my job, and I didn't put everything into this business and it didn't go anywhere. Because, like, at that point, you're going to regret that forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't jump into it and say you at least tried, 
right. then you're always you're gonna live your life with that regret of like what if I did that Absolutely. right and that that's a that's a big like moral of this whole podcast in general is like that exact sentiment right right where yeah I think I had the I actually did it um, it was a video explaining what the podcast is about and it literally was like because like when you're at work or in your guys case in school you're always having that conversation with somebody I feel like no matter what job I've had you're always having that conversation with somebody like oh we could do this or we could do like we could open right. a business and do this or if Absolutely. I did if I opened this business and did this and it's always conversations with people about how you're going to make right. it to a million dollars. But you never big, act on it. But you never act mm-hmm. on it. So, like, the big the big reason why this podcast is even a thing is for people to have a way to look at it and be like, like, say somebody did want to jump in and open a business. You guys did it. You guys went through that. So it's not like, oh, well, I don't know the steps to take to do this. It's like, oh, they did it. They're talking about it. They're teaching. Like, you guys are right. teaching whoever's watching this. Yeah. If someone types in, like, how to open a business, and this comes up, they can literally hear how you guys went from A to Z. You know yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. It wasn't easy. I mean, it was it no. was pretty like terrifying. Yeah, it was. Absolutely, it was. I mean, you're making a huge jump. It was. It, it's still terrifying because you never know what can happen. Yeah. Because you know, you're always where where. I mean, similar to like AT and T, we rely on our customers. Yeah. You know, like we don't have just we're not a gas station. We're not having people coming in here every day because they want to get right. gas or Guaranteed, a snack. Like, you know, we're a want. You want to get your car wrapped. Yeah. You want to get a nice. Kobe Bryant put up in your shop at a card shop. You yeah. want that stuff. You don't need that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's still terrifying. It, it was a big jump. Mm-hmm. It was scary as hell. Yeah. But it was definitely something that when I'm 40, I definitely would love to know that I did it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I can say absolutely. that. And we could say that we did it. And mm-hmm. we're here every day and we're making phone calls and we're doing, you know, walking in the stores, trying to meet everyone. And, you know, we're putting 100% into it. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, how did you guys? Um, so, I know you guys were doing it illegally, right? Right. <laughs> Who said that though? Who said that? Uh, no, but so how did you guys get? How did you guys start the process <laughs> of um, making it a legitimate business? Like, what? What was the first step to make it a legitimate business? To where, like, there's taxes involved, the government's involved now. Right. Um, like, I know you guys have. I believe you guys have a method of like a company card or a company yep. account. Like what what was the first step you guys took to start that process? <clears throat> and then how was that process for someone who doesn't know anything? Right. Um, I mean, we kind of lucked out because my dad has his own business. He has an LLC. Okay. So my mom does kind of all the books and legal stuff for him, mm, yeah. which was if I don't, <laughs> I think if we didn't have that, we'd still be, yeah, you know. I don't know. His mom is, his parents have helped a lot. Yeah. They've it's, helped a um, shit ton. It's been very nice. That's always good to have like that. Yeah, someone there so, to help with the I'm process. I'm so right. thankful. There's definitely. Know. I mean, there's people. You know, I mean, because like if you don't know shit, there's people who yeah. have the businesses. You know, like, yeah, exactly. We have a cousin. He runs a vinyl shop too. Yeah, could always ask him. Or you know, we have yeah, another he's been cousin. A great help as well. Mechanic shop. We have an uncle with a restaurant. They all know the legal side of things. So like his parents knowing all the legal side, that just right. played a phenomenal part. Because so there wasn't any like learning curve really it was more so like um, they already did it and slow learning i mean learning, he's, he's learned a lot yeah i've learned a lot from it like the um you know the taxes is very confusing he does mm-hmm. you know we got to pay <laughs> quarterly um you gotta I, pay taxes quarterly quarterly yeah hmm. don't know why i think it's because we make under a certain amount once you make over okay x then gotcha. you can do it i don't know it lasts two two times a year maybe mm-hmm. uh however it works but yeah i mean we had to get legal with the state uh as an llc apply to be 
um, an S Corp to be incorporated. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't get the bank account for a while. Yeah, the bank account until, was kind of uh, just like we had. Yeah, because we had, we, had we, we just had cash. You know, we just <laughs> we had, had a lot of cash laying around, and my mom was dogging us how the IRS is gonna fuck us, <laughs> and you know, just getting pissed. So I was like, all right, yeah, we'll get a bank account. So we got you know, a business bank account. We both have a card. You <clears throat> know, just made it easier. So I mean, easy. we were still when we were taking those cash jobs, we were still charging them tax, paying our tax, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it was just still kind of weird because we just like had cash laying around. Like, you know, if I had to go to Walmart and buy some isopropyl for a job, right? I can't just come here get the cash i got the card on me now so yeah. i just buy that if i need to go to AutoZone, i could buy something if i need to order something on amazon buy yeah, something buy it. so it just made yep. a lot more sense because like we both have access if i'm at work he could order something or if he's busy i can order something yeah it just it made a lot more sense but like if you don't we didn't have money yeah, like I mean, that when we were at like our old shop we, we were using a lot of our personal money yeah, you know we, we, we did didn't a lot we didn't have anything up. saved up really you know every all the cash we'd make we would um you know, we'd either quick. pay ourselves, reinvest it, yeah. pay rent with it. You know, there were definitely months that we definitely struggled, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and For even sure. still here. You know, it, it took a while, but there's there's jobs that, you know, eventually once you get the job, some of the jobs, they pay well, and then you start to get more of them, and you could figure out, okay, so I could take one week to do this, and it might make me $2,000, $3,000, or I could do this job, which takes two days, I can make $4,000. Right. You start to pick that up. Right. Which mm -hmm. is something that took a while, but so you prioritize the job based Absolutely. on how it's going to affect you guys. Absolutely. Right. And then I mean, the thing is, since we're so you know we're we're still growing, people don't know about us as much. Yeah. We're going out of our way. You know, we're calling people. We're stopping in, at you know now we're really leaning towards you know the bigger companies like mm -hmm. the bigger um, <clears throat> like across the street Oaks Tree Service. Right. We just got you know some jobs from them. They have a ton of trucks. They have a big location. Right. We're really dad. just starting to go for, you know, the bigger right, clients like schools, and stuff, you know, actual yeah, school. businesses. Now, what's the, because um, just from the outside looking in, not knowing shit about your business right. whatsoever. Um, for me, I'd be seeing, I mean, I'd relay it back to sales. You see a bigger company, right? You see like a large, like bigger name, like Walmart, for example. Mm -hmm. You see that and you're like, that's scary. It's unattainable. So do you guys, when you're going for those big businesses, not Walmart, but like when you're going for those bigger, more established businesses in the city, how do you guys go about that? Do you like, do you hope for referrals or do you cold call them the same way you would like a two employee business? It's the same approach. Yeah. Same, same approach. approach every time. Call I mean, stop in, it's different them. if you're calling like, like if we're calling the U of R, it's definitely different than right. if we're calling. We have like, to do research on, okay, yeah. you know, who's the marketing director, who's ahead of, you know, right. the signage for this it's place. It's a lot of research before the call when you're calling a big business because, mm. for one, they appreciate that a lot more because you know what you're doing, which makes it easier for them to know what they need from you, exactly. all the stuff like that. Yeah. And then, I mean, for two, it helps you because you know exactly what you're talking about. You're not like, hey, uh, we do vinyl. <laughs> is there yeah, anyone right. I can you talk guys, to? You might yeah, need right. vinyl. Mm. Like, no, no, like we're all set. Thanks. <laughs> we're good. So you got to definitely do a lot more research. Mm. That's the only real difference. But when, you, when you're talking to them, you're talking sales. I mean, sales, sales is sales. Yeah. At the end of the day. So like, for example, for the University of Rochester, if you were to, so did you guys call them? We did actually. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. yeah. So in that scenario, what, what did, what went into <clears throat> everything prior to the call? What went into that call? Not, I mean, not much. Yeah. We just, I mean, we don't, like, we're trying to talk like to Lowe's. you research and stuff like 100%, that. 100%. But, like, I'm talking, like, 
okay, so you mean research-wise what went into it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we just go on their website. We look at all their staff. We look at their staff directory. We try yeah, and find departments. the market director. Because market director is most of the time for buildings like that. Mm. They handle all, like, the vinyl, the signage, stuff that goes up. But if you're calling, like, a school, it would be more like the facilities manager. Right. So there's different people that handle this, and it's something you learn, like I said, because when, when we were first cold calling, I mean, we were just like... You'd probably I mean, just call secretaries and say, hey, yeah, we, you know, we, we can do vinyl rap. We've uh, had some shitty calls. Oh, my God, like, some yeah. really, really shitty calls. Mm. I mean, I had a guy literally tell me to go F myself. <laughs> really? He had a guy yeah, tell yeah. him, I, I don't even know what oh, he said. I don't he remember just what he called said. this random, bad, like, though. construction company, and the guy was like, I just don't got time. You don't know what you're talking about, do you? And he was like, no, I don't. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, no, no, because he... um. I called him, I, I asked if he was the business owner, and he was like, oh, like, what business? I didn't know. I was just clicking businesses, calling them on Google. I had no oh. idea who I called, and I was like, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. He's Which, like, I mean, it isn't a bad method. Yeah. Because, you you know, you're taking more shots, the more shots you take, you might yeah, hit exactly. one. Right. But definitely not the way to no. do it. <laughs> definitely not the way to do it. If you could do research, if you could help your case, help your case. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Absolutely. Every time. So how do you guys bounce back from some shit like that? So say... Like, in your scenario, the guy told you to fuck yourself. Or, like, in your scenario, the guy's like, this guy's ignorant as hell. Honestly, how do you bounce back? Do you bounce, like, how do you bounce back from something like that? Well, I, I, a lot of the times, our, our calls are on speakerphones. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he's, if he's on a call and it's just going bad, I'll be fucking cracking up. You know what it I mean? I'll yeah. be dying. Because okay. it's just, like, it is what it is. You right. know, there's a million other places <clears throat> out there. I'm not going to fucking cry if this one guy doesn't give us his business. And it's, right. it's the same thing that, like, you know. Because mm-hmm. I know you know this personally. You literally told me you had one guy in the mall one time when you walked up to him and you said, hey, how you doing today? And he came up to you and said, fuck you. Yep. That's just people. Yeah. People, don't, people yeah. don't want, you know, and given we're going out of our way to bother them, sure. Yeah. But we're trying to help them at the end of the day. Not everyone's going to receive the same way, so you can't take it personal. Mm. It's not against you. They don't hate Flower City Raps. They don't hate you. They just, they don't care. They don't care right. to have a call. And it's not a big deal. That's fine. Because after that call, you land a job. You make another call and you land a job instead of, Oh, that call sucked. I don't think we should do calls yeah. for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're being, you're not motivated. Right. You need to be motivated because if you're not motivated, then there's no point. Absolutely. Absolutely, so, yeah. So, that's my take. That's a good take. I appreciate that take. It's a great <laughs> take. Um, <laughs> um, so, like, now with where you are with the business, you have the bank account with the business. Do you guys write down your transactions or like do you guys keep history of your transactions for tax write-offs or are you not there yet how does that how does that process work 